Okay, good morning everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's um, pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as we can for today's trading opportunities. Hope you're all keeping well. Good to have you with us as always. Um, finally, a bit of good news for, for a change this week. Um, markets are beginning to move uh, broadly in line with our expectations. Now, they, uh, they were showing signs of making progress a couple of days ago and and that progress was just stunted, and uh, and now we're beginning to see that kind of follow through, um, and the the sentiment is beginning to to turn a little bit, um, let's say cautious maybe. Um, so with all this in mind, let's see how we can position ourselves, what sort of opportunities we can look for. Please see our risk warning currently up on screen. And as always, just be mindful of the risks involved in trading financial markets. And for the next sort of fifteen minutes, guys, we'll just be able to identify exactly what we're looking to trade for the day and um and then when we go to our live trade rooms we'll be looking to execute our trade plan so um can't stress how important it is to have a plan when you trade um and that's what this session uh, can do every morning okay so just as a quick introduction then all profitable traders you need to be able to make decisions in terms of which markets to trade now some some traders just trade one or maybe even two markets and that's all well and good, but what happens if there's massive moves elsewhere? Have you got any flexibility at all in that? Um, the question we would ask is, why are you just trading one or two markets? Now, you will say that, well, I've got a good feel for this market, and I understand it's, it, how it ebbs and flows. Um, but the, the amount of opportunities you can miss um, in, in other areas is it can be huge at times. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just weighing that up, really. Um, then looking at the levels in terms of where do we enter, when do we exit? And this is what all traders get really, really focused on um, is your trading strategy and your indicators and, and your ability to get into trades. But how much help and support do you get with your ability to get out of trades? What you'll see today from us is our ability to, to look to exit. Um, uh, certainly bringing our stop losses up. So that is a process of... Uh, of focusing on where you're looking to exit these markets. Uh, it works hand in hand with our ability to, to, to tr manage trades. So now we've got a few markets moving in our favor. We said if, if certain levels were, were going to be broken, then we have the, the ability now to, uh, to bring our stop loss up, take risk off the table completely. Um, risk formulates a whole, a massive approach to trading financial markets. It's, it's really all about risk and reward and how much you're willing to risk in exchange for how much reward you're kind of looking for. And that varies for each and every one of us. So it's finding the sweet spot for you. Um, we've got, uh, I suppose, a relatively low risk, um, uh, lower re reward type, type dynamic. But as we keep saying, the only thing that you need to change if you want to increase your risk reward, i.e. risk more to make more, is just by increasing your trade size. Nothing else has to change. So instead of taking a 1% in a trade, you know, you might take a 2% trade on it if you've, if you've got the experience to do it. And that's really, that's when, you know, um, trading can become really quite lucrative. Uh, once you've got more experience under your belt and you're willing to take on a little bit more risk on occasion, it doesn't have to be across the board. It's not a one-size-fits-all approach to, to trading markets. Each and every trade has its own characteristics, has its own dynamics, and you want to take that into consideration. And then trading psychology kind of wraps the whole environment up quite nicely, um, not just individual psychology, but also um, the markets have their own psychology as well. And it does take a little bit of time for you to, to sort of be in tune with that sort of psychology. 
Um, we address these considerations every day. We talk about the, the, the sideways moving of these markets and, and how that impacts traders thinking and stuff like that. And failure to make new highs really put questions in the minds of those that are buyers. Um, so all of these sorts of things we break down, we discuss every day. And we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach, accurate with the levels we use, disciplined with our capital, and of course, be patient as well. So that's the whole trading process, really. Um, and um, let's start with a review of potential market movie news then. So, so the only bit of news today, or the only sort of major market movie news, we had a bank holiday on Monday. Yesterday, we had uh, Empire State Manufacturing. We ha actually had recorded the third worst um, uh, Empire State Manufacturing Index. So it's more of a, a regional manufacturing index um, with the New York State, within the New York State. And, and it's printed the second, sorry, the third lowest um, index uh, in recent history over the last 20 years or so. And the other two times um, where we got a, a, a worse figure um, was in the, in the middle of um, COVID, April and May of 2020. So it's, it's pretty bad. And we were discussing yesterday in detail how these markets have a real decision to make. Uh, do they drive higher? Because this is so bad, the Fed needs to, um, to start uh, cutting rates sooner rather than later. Um, and the problem with that narrative is that, that is, that's a difficult one. Uh, that's a difficult one to, to, to trade. Uh, purely being if the Fed are cutting rates because of um, a pending recession, then that's very, very bad news for equity markets. So you would expect a short-term bounce uh, in exchange for a very significant rollover due to the, you know, the hard landing narrative taking over, perhaps. But as as we've seen since that news event, we were willing to just hold very um, uh, hold our positions. We weren't willing to to budge really, and now we're getting paid for that approach. So the only thing today, really, we've had CPI, and this is the problem. Um, we've had Christine Lagarde as well um, talking about inflation and keeping an eye on it, and there's some metrics that are of concern. There's others that are, um, you know, getting pretty close to target. Um, and we've the, the print from the UK economy is actually coming in higher than, than the previous month. And we're seeing this across the board. So we're either seeing sticky inflation due to services, core services, um, or we're actually seeing, you know, a bottom in in inflation numbers, and will we start seeing uh, another spike? Now that wouldn't be too far away if oil prices start to rally, if um, if we have further uh, conflict in the Middle East, and um, and uh, you know, further outbreak of tensions, you know, where supplies get 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 hampered really quite significantly. Those would be very, very inflationary for these numbers. And I think these central banks are, are fully aware of that. So we've got Davos again. Um, the only major news for the day really looking forward is um, is core retail sales. Now, they're expected to be broadly quite positive. Headline retail sales numbers month on month. You can see they're up and down, of course. Uh, more recently, we've been in kind of positive territory. Last time out, 0 0.3, we're expecting a little bit of an upside move on that. So um, this could be a good news story. Now, it remains to be seen whether a good news story with retail sales, um, will that lead to a bit of a bounce in equity markets? We'll have to uh, we'll have to weigh that up as we go. And just before we get into the charts, 
just want to just make the point really that um that we we're beginning to see these bond yields off their lows so oops on the two year we're seeing a sizable bounce let me bring this down for you so on the two year we're seeing a sizable bounce off the low now that might be in part for a further momentum move to the downside however on the 10 year guys sorry apologies i was talking away and uh, i realized we, we kind of got cut off there um apologies for that i'm not too sure how much you've missed now but um we were just talking about um bond yields if i can get this off my screen don't know where that come from um yeah, it was just the the relationship between bond yields. Um, we're beginning to see a little bit of a bounce off the lows. The two year is bouncing off a low of uh, kind of four point one three. I think we got down to yesterday, and in the ten year, we're, we're kind of making a, these bond moves are very much um, in line with with our expectations it's what we're expecting to see in the bond markets is a little bit of a bounce it's a short-term bounce we're not necessarily committed to a long-term bounce but we want to see that fall in line as well and we're beginning to see that so all of these things are really kind of supporting our, our, our downside view and you can see the volatility in these markets you can see how quickly these markets can rally really aggressively so um breaking this down we're getting quite close to uh very important um rollover prices for uh for these for these markets and uh if you look at it and at the first week of the trading year we were able to get down to these lows there's nothing but air belief these these kind of lows so will we get further will we make further progress to the downside we're anticipating we're, we're likely to do that now i just want to show you where we were two years ago we were exactly the same point two years ago and look what happened these prices rallied down to well we got down to as low as 3500 we're not expecting that um because this was a period when the fed were actually uh, lower um pushing rates higher which had a downside impact now we're in a strange position where the fed are on the verge of actually lowering rates or oh, that's the market expectation anyway um, and we're getting a bit of selling. So, so um, we're at the same prices as we were two years ago. Um, we'll probably like that for different reasons. Okay. Um, it's the same analysis. We're getting this rollover trade across the board. zoom in a little bit more on that so yeah so we're expecting further rollover below the 47.38 we can take a, a look at that S&P um, 47.38 we're already in the trade to the downside but that's another 
you'd expect a little bit more downside from here. So that could be a, a viable sell trade. So a lot of volatility in this level, but we are still in, broadly speaking, a bit of a sideways pattern. But the bias for us is definitely to the downside. Um, Dow Jones. So we were contemplating getting into this yesterday. It did present uh, an opportunity like it did across the S&P and the NASDAQ. We were already exposed. And I think there was an argument to suggest that, you know, let's not overexpose ourselves. So this is, a, again, a double top rollover, break below the structural low. Um, so below the 37.1, let's say the 37,200 level, 37,200 to the Dow. So these are, we were speaking yesterday about the potential for a, a decent rollover and that's exactly what we're, what we're getting in these, in these levels. Um, the, the DAX uh, to the downside below the uh, 16, 16, 450 level. So we're getting a nice clean move there and uh, just a, a bit of a, this is having the potential to be a little bit of a, a bearish engulfing, which could give you a kind of a short term pullback trade. But we are extended highs and our focus is absolutely the US. So just to kind of wrap up, guys, um, we're still in crude oil. Um, this is the net result from the crude oil prices due to this uh, conflict in, um, uh, in the Middle East. You know, there's practically no reaction whatsoever from oil prices to any great extent. And it's it's kind of a side move, moving pattern. Um, so that's quite interesting in its own right. So at what point will will these, will the supply of oil be impacted enough for prices to rise? And what it leans more to is the fact how little demand there is. And this could be a story for 2024 is demand for crude oil and, and um, fossil fuels beginning to fall off a little bit of a cliff. It, it does look like this is very much demand driven, which is lower and lower. So looking at uh, crude oil inventories and stuff and, and seeing those inventory levels build up quite considerably would sort of feed into that narrative. So um, nothing really to do with crude oil at the minute. Um, we did get a strong bounce. We're still in uh, in gold, and we did get a rally. We were looking at sort of taking profit around these lower levels. Now we wanted to just see if this market had enough in it to actually, you know, break these lows and rally to the downside. Yeah, it was the 2017. It was the low that we were looking for. So a little bit of a bounce off those lows. But if the dollar strengthens, we'd probably get further further downside below 2014 for gold. Uh, 2014 would be the important level for a breakdown in gold. So now we are on the verge of booking in profit uh, on the pound yen. We just got a little bit more upside. Hopefully we'll, that, that's a decent profitable trade there. So hopefully we'll book in profit today. Um, across most of our other markets, we're, we're very much letting these winners run. Um, so the yen is is a decent trade across the board. Very short-lived, we think, because the yen will probably roar back really strong at some point 
this year. We did say this this time last year, but you know the BOJ just really put a put an end to that. Um, but once they start moving their um, pushing interest rates higher, you'll see the yen very likely strengthen quite considerably. We're in a downside trade in the euro dollar. We expect further the roller. We've got strong um, potential support in here, so we kind of have to work through those levels. Um, so broadly, it's 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 dollar strength really uh, across the board, and these are some of these are not great opportunities. And there's the. the decent move in, in, in the Aussie dollar, further downside expected, um, probably down to these monthly lows, that was the expectation of the trade. New Zealand dollar, same situation. So a couple of good cherry-picked, hand-picked trading opportunities to, to try and capitalize on. So we'll break those down in a little bit more detail. In terms of um, opportunities for us, let's... Uh, Let's put them on screen now for you so you can um, you can take them away. So yesterday we were talking about the potential for risk-off market conditions, and that's exactly what we saw. So US indices to the downside, completely agree. S&P 500 looking to, to sell below. And if we if we break this, um, this low, we'd expect a further decent move. The, the sentiment is quite bearish. The fundamentals are beginning to roll over where that caution is kicking in. So the S&P 500 below the 47, 47, 38, uh, sorry, 43, uh, 47, 38, yeah. Okay, so next one is the Dow Jones. Looking to sell this below, and these are what we regard as high probability sell trades, 37, 37, 1,200. We've also got uh, the German DAX looking to sell below. The level of importance for the DAX is the, is the uh, 16,450. 16, now, we are currently below that level, um, but what we'd be looking for is a bit of a pullback if we could. So dollar strength, fine, um, and gold looking to sell below the 2014 level now. So we've had a nice sizable move there. Um, for, so as you can see, we've got a, a plentiful view at the minute, which is great. Um, so So this is our trade plan for the day then. We've got a risk-off view of these markets and um, and as a result, we, we're looking to sell the S&P 500 below the 47.38. We're looking for a sell trade, a further sell trade in, in the S&P. We're looking to potentially add the Dow Jones, looking to sell below 37,200. We're looking to sell the DAX. Uh, below the 16,450 level. We're looking for further dollar strength. So we're in the euro dollar to the downside. We'd expect that to sort of continue to make progress. We do have strong levels of support that we need to navigate. So broadly dollar strength across the board, gold looking to sell below specifically the 2014 level and further yen weakness for now. So um, that's our trade plan, guys. We're going to 
move into our um, trading European Open now in just a second. So this we're anticipating a bit of a shift in narrative. Now, whether it's kind of recessionary fears or hard landing due to yesterday's um, manuf initial manufacturing number, which is very uh, regionalized, um, you know, there's a big, there's, and we've got this growth issue or potential concern in China, whether there's an expectation now for more government stimulus, you know, these are all sort of relatively negative headlines. So getting a strong rollover to the downside. So um, we're only in the, in the midst of a bit of a shift in narrative. I don't think we've got an out and out bearish green light just yet, but that may come very shortly. All right, guys. So on that note, thanks very much for joining us. We'll let you go. We'll switch rooms now. Um, if you've got any questions, don't, don't you know? Feel free to post them into the chat box. And if not, guys, we look forward to seeing you next time. Um, and for those of you uh, that are going to join us in the European trading room, uh, we'll see you now very shortly. So hopefully, we've got some good opportunities. Uh, to take advantage of. For everyone here, take care. Uh, speak to you soon. Bye for now.